0: What is up everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. Tigers took a pretty ugly loss last night to the Chicago Cubs by the final score of 9 to 3, dropping their record to 11 and 16 on the season. I don't really get that frustrated watching the Tigers anymore because I'm I'm very aware of the situation they're in. Like, this is a team that's trying to be bad. I can't get mad at a team that's trying to be bad. Well, I can. I can get mad at the situation, but I can't get mad at the team as a whole. Because so far this year, with them being 11-16, and and so far over the last two years, they have pretty much succeeded at what they've tried to do, and that's be a team that tanks and gets a few top-five draft picks. They've actually been really great at that. That's one thing you got to say positively about this organization. They have been tremendous at tanking over the last several years. But when you have a future cornerstone piece, hopefully, on the mound, I did find myself getting a little bit frustrated with, How, not necessarily how Casey Mize performed yesterday, but how the team around him performed. And that's what we're going to talk about mainly in this first segment, is recapping yesterday's game. And of course in segment two we'll preview tonight's pitching matchup. But I'll start with Casey Mize. Uh, Last night, three and a third innings, five hits, four runs, three earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts, through 76 pitches and 44 strikes. Look, he did struggle last night. He struggled more last night than he did in his first start. Mainly the reason for that was the fact that I think he his command wasn't as good. You know, this is a guy who throughout the minor leagues had been praised, and understandably so, for his ability to throw five different pitches for strikes. And yet last night, even in that first inning, even though he you know, he rolled through that first inning, struck out two he was getting behind and having trouble locating that heater, even in a strike zone that was was pretty large. In fairness, I know the Cubs have been struggling a bit as a lineup, some of their star players like Rizzo and Baez haven't been having great years, though they ter- turned it on last night for sure, but that's still a very professional lineup. I mean, that that's an extremely talented core, and with Mize falling behind with the fastball, the splitter immediately becomes less effective but even when he was getting ahead yesterday it just didn't seem like he was locating the splitty as well as he did in his first start and as well as he did all throughout the minor leagues they were laying off of it i think he was burying it a little bit too much and ultimately the cubs put together some really good at bats like nothing was barreled up outside of david Bodie's home run but you had several not so hard hit balls that found holes in the outfield or found, you know, holes in the infield. You had a couple swinging months. Uh, a bad luck, and I'll talk about that here in a second. But all in all, you know, a minor step back for Casey Mize. But what you're looking for, and I, I talked about this in the post game, is like, look. Command being an issue, that's fixable. You know, a, a pitcher of his caliber, I'll even call it an outlier because the, there's no evidence to support the fact that this guy can't consistently throw strikes at the major league level. Maybe nerves had something to do with it. Maybe going up against a lineup with several guys who have been on all star teams and competed for MVPs before uh, maybe led to some nerves for Casey Mize yesterday. That's a fixable thing. Putting guys away, that's a fixable thing, especially when, when the stuff is as good as Mize's. What you look for in these early starts is stuff. How does how does he look? And the stuff is great, guys. The fastball I believe peaked at around 95, might have even gotten up to 96 at one point yesterday. The splitter is still good. He will need to work a bit more on developing the cutter and the curveball, which, by the way, on the broadcast, and seemingly on StatCast as well, there's been a lot of, of misjudgment regarding what kinds of pitches he throws. He throws a four-seam fastball, a two-seam fastball, a split finger, a cutter, and he calls it a slurve, but it kind of looks more like a curveball. We've had Morris and Shep and even StatCast refer to his cutter as a slider, his curveball as as a slider as well. Uh, let, let your Uncle Chris tell you right now. Those are the five pitches he throws. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Thank you. End of diatribe. I think he will need to work on trusting the cutter and the curve a little bit more. Because I think that yesterday... He was almost a victim of his own success because in that first start, the off-speed stuff mainly, that splitter was so dynamic for him that I think he got a little bit too comfortable with it. And guys were laying off of it. He wasn't locating it particularly well, and even when he was, uh, guys were laying off, and you didn't see a lot of swings and misses with that pitch. He will need to develop the cutter and the curveball a little bit more, become a little bit more confident with it. He can still throw all these pitches for strikes. I have no doubt about that. I, I know he can get guys out with all these pitches. He will grow from this. As weird as it sounds, and this is like an ultimate spin zone here. A spin zone of positivity. The rarest of rare by Chris Castellani right here. In a way, I would almost rather see him get called up and be struggling right now than be blowing guys away and dominating. Because there's no growth that comes from domination. You know, There's, there's no fighting through adversity when you're dominating guys right away. You need to take it on the chin. And, and especially in a meaningless... 60 game season. That's when he's going to do it. Now, he was also the victim of some bad luck last night and there's a couple things I got to point out. I went I went on about this in my post game, but I will I elaborate even more so on it here. One thing that hasn't properly been addressed is the fact that these guys are not being put in the best of positions to succeed and what I mean by that is you look at Tristan McKenzie for the Indians who was remarkable on Saturday against the Tigers in his major league debut six innings two hits one run 10 strikeouts stuff looked great but look at the Indians here for a second and I know they haven't won a world series in like 80 years but that is still a a first class organization they do thing. they do a lot of things right they have a great manager which I you know I think probably puts these guys at ease a little bit they have a great pitching coach they do a great job of developing starting pitching. They have some elite defenders, whether it be the, the catchers with Roberto Perez or or J Ram at third base, Cesar Hernandez, of course, Francisco Lindor at shortstop. They have a pretty good outfield. You know, they have a bullpen that if you have a starter who might leave a couple of runners on base, can come in and bail them out. Like they put their young starting pitchers in positions to succeed from the second they get called up. The Tigers don't have that luxury. One, the team is terrible, and it has been for a while. And we knew that by the time Myers, Manning, and Scooball got called up, they would not be uh, pitching for a team that was particularly good. But this team doesn't have a good pitching coach. And I haven't talked about this enough, but especially with young pitchers, it's worth reiterating. Because look, with Ryan Carpenter, it doesn't matter. Like you could have Mickey Calloway or, or any of these good pitching coaches throughout the league. It doesn't matter. Like you're not going to get some of these guys to, to f- fix themselves. Some guys just aren't talented. I think with some of these young pitchers, what we're going to realize is that Rick Anderson has a very archaic view of how to pitch at the major league level. You know, it's very pitch for contact. The pitch for contact is a dead notion. It, it's a thing that shouldn't exist anymore. Yes, there's exceptions. Sure. Kyle Hendricks, right? Pitch for contact guy. But nine times out of 10, you can't pitch in the major leagues anymore unless you can strike guys out. And even though, and yes, even though Kyle Hendricks is technically a guy who might pitch for contact, stuff is, is very good. And he has the ability to strike guys out. You know, they need to ditch that notion. And ultimately Rick Anderson got hired here because Bazio got fired for being a racist and a bully. And he just kind of fell into that position. I think that's something that is desperately going to need to change here over the next several years. Like, I'm whatever with Ron higher, but if getting rid of him means cleaning house and changing the staff, I'm totally fine with it. The other issue that Mize is going to run into, and all these young pitchers are going to run into, the defense is putrid. It's one of the worst defenses in baseball. You have guys playing out of position. You have a shortstop in Willie Castro playing third base. You have a third baseman in Jamer Candelario playing first base. You have a average to below average shortstop in Nico Goodrum. I mean, I know the guy's a great athlete and he's versatile, but you know he's not Francisco Lindor at shortstop. And yesterday you saw four or five instances, maybe not four or five, three or four, let's say, instances in which there were plays that could have and probably should have been made and would have been made by good defenders that weren't. And when you're facing a lineup that's as good as the Cubs lineup is, and when you have a really young pitcher on the mound like Mize, that's going to rattle you. You know, you had a a play that would have ended the inning. A hard hit line drive to Nico Goodrum off the end of his glove, a difficult play. Like, I'm not going to knock him for it, but that's a play a really good defender is able to jump on and make. And that would have ended the inning and-, and lowered his pitch count significantly. You had a ground ball to Jamer Candelario, which probably could have been maybe a double play. It ended up being in nothing because he muffed it and it was an error at, at first base. You had Willie Castro throwing a ball nearly into the fifth row you know, over Jamer Candelario's head. He had to jump to get it. That was an error. That run came around to score. Like, ultimately... Casey Mize can only do so much with what he's given. And I think for the most part, outside of, you know, getting behind in several counts yesterday, made the most of it. It's just really frustrating when you have a guy who you know is potentially a generational talent not being bailed out by some veteran players. Like, yes, Nico Goodrum is young. He's been here for three years now. Jamer's been here for a minute. Like, some of these outfielders have been here for a minute. Not a lot of excuses. And, uh, like, ultimately, you look around the entire diamond, how many guys on last night's defense could you point to and say, like, almost day in and day out, are plus defenders? Maybe Romine. He calls an all-right game sometimes. He's an all-right pitch framer. Maybe Jacoby Jones, but even he last year was terrible defensively. The only one you could point to and be like, yeah, that guy's a good defender, Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope is is a very good ball player, and at some point, I'll talk about the prospects of whether or not they could trade him. I'm kind of indifferent about it, but I will discuss it. But yeah, ultimately, look, there's a culture thing here. Like, and I mentioned this in my post game and I thought it was a brilliant analogy and I'll bring it out here and it brings things back to my other love, which is film. Look, what the Tigers have right now in this farm system is a great cast. It's like making a movie and you get all these A-list actors and you're excited when you see these actors be in a movie because you're like, hey, if these guys are being in a film, you would think it's probably going to be pretty good. And sometimes you read the script and it is good. But a great film is not good because four or five actors gave great performances. There's terrible movies in which people give great performances. There are so many things that need to go right when making a great movie. It's the same with building a great sports organization or a great baseball club. You need a good pitching coach. You need good scouting and player development. You need to be ahead of the game in terms of analytics. Just having this talented core will not be enough. Theo Epstein talked about that in his introductory press conference with the Cubs, where he's like, I think we're going to build a farm system here, we're going to have a talented core, but we're also going to have great scouting and great coaching, and we're going to have a great analytics department, and Jed Hoyer, my right-hand man, is one of the best executives in the entire sport right now. He's going to help you know push this thing across the finish line. They put a lot of pieces in place to make sure that they could build around that talented core. I'm still very excited about what they have here. I believe it's one of the best farm systems in baseball. It's not the best. Don't let anyone tell you it is the best, but they still have a very good core. But they're going to have to build around that. And I think making some staffing changes going forward here or just going out and signing some players who are actually worth a damn will be a solid step forward. So that's going to do it for segment number one. When I get back, I will preview tonight's pitching matchup. Spencer Turnbull back on the mound for the Tigers trying to bounce back after a rough start against the White Sox we'll be right back. Built Bars are back baby. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors. That includes nut and non-nut flavors. You have 12 original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, not not 99% chocolate. 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Oh and also, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, all that good stuff. You look at some of these flavors, they really are remarkable. My personal favorite, the cookies and cream, which includes 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and while you're at it, Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get ten dollars off your next order. Use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in. One thing I forgot to mention in the last segment as well: Kristen Stewart hit a home run last night, a much-needed home run. I mean, this this was a guy who was like, Tigers are about to file the paperwork to send him down to the taxi squad. He's just looked awful. I still don't think he's good, but you know that was a nice moment for him. You always, whenever a guy hits a home run, you want to think that maybe this will be something he can build off of. I have serious doubts with Christian Stewart. He's uh, currently a zero tool player right now, uh, and I hate to say that because he seems like a good kid, but he just has not been very good. But last night was a good ball game for him, hitting that home run off of Alec Mills. Tonight's pitching matchup, another 7-10 ball game at Comerica Park. You have Tyler Chatwood for the Cubs, this coming from MLB.com, of course. He's 2-1 with a 5.40 ERA. A mid-back strain has kept Chatwood out of action since August 6th, but the righty will be activated from the injured list to start versus Detroit. Chatwood has 23 strikeouts against four walks in 15 innings, and that's important for him. Walks have been a huge issue with him over the last several years. There's an entire video compilation on YouTube of him walking guys from the 2018 season where he was a pretty putrid. The stuff is good. He has a live arm fastball that has peaked around 98. I mean, whether he's coming out of the pen or starting has always had pretty good stuff. Very good stuff. But command has been an issue for him, but he's had his moments here in Chicago over the last several years. But on the other end, for the Tigers, you have Spencer Turnbull coming in with a two-and-two record and a 3.65 ERA. Turnbull's strong start to the season faded with command issues in his last two outings, including four walks over 60 pitches in just two innings Thursday against the White Sox. Yeah, look, it's the same stuff with Spencer Turnbull. The stuff is excellent. Live arm, fastball that can get up to 97 pretty good off speed stuff command will be his his downfall if he's not able to fix it and it's been very bad in his last two starts as much as i ripped rick anderson in the last segment and still don't think he's the guy here one of rick anderson's key things as a pitching coach is getting ahead with fastballs which by the way that's like that's nothing new like that's a basic teaching principle i could teach somebody that but i do think that turnbull is a guy who struggled with that who struggled with getting ahead with his heater, everything else will work for him if he's throwing his fastball for strikes. He probably doesn't have as good of off-speed stuff as Mize or Scooball or Manning, but if you get ahead and counts, and if you can throw four different pitches for strikes, you're going to be able to get guys out and strike guys out with those pitches. If you're getting ahead, the issue with him over his last couple starts is he hasn't. I think in his last outing, the White Sox were just teeing off on him. That was just that was just an awful series. In his start against the Indians, he got squeezed a little bit, and they put together some really good at-bats. People have figured out Spencer Turnbull so far this year. This is a guy who, weirdly, as good as his stuff is, throws a very low percentage of strikes, like the lowest strike percentage, I believe, of anyone in the American League. Now, that's fine, If you're getting swings and misses, if you're keeping pitches outside of the zone and guys are chasing, Hey man, that's fine. You know, keep it outside of the zone. His last couple starts. He hasn't guys have been taking pitches and drawing walks. And when they've gotten ahead and counts, uh, teed off on his fastball, he will have to adjust. And hopefully he does. I still like this guy a lot. Two bad starts does not negate the fact that he's gotten off to a pretty solid start here so far in 2020 Tigers V Cubs tonight. Second game. Of a three-game set, I will recap it on tomorrow's pod. But that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked On And look, I Apple Podcasts updated uh, their settings or just uh, updated everything. I, I don't know. I'm not a huge techie, but there there seemed to have been an update to Apple Podcasts, but I do believe they're still allowing user reviews. I haven't gotten one in a while, so if you're feeling up to it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Also, uh, I have a YouTube page, and when you go to my Twitter page, at Castellani2014, you will find the link to my YouTube page, which just recently crossed 1,000 subscribers, and also, I just uploaded what was my most popular video, me reacting to the trailer for The Batman, which was, oh my god, amazing, one of the best movie trailers I've ever seen, I can't wait to watch that, why do I have to wait a year, come on, next October, the Tigers will be playing in the postseason by then, hopefully, I thank you very much for listening to this show, I really hope I've been keeping things light and fun, and I, I hope you guys have been enjoying The product that I've been putting out lately. I really have enjoyed uh, making these podcasts over the last several weeks. So thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.